0: national science week and we have a big show for you today we've got plenty of the events that are coming up for national science week we're going to talk about them i'm ready i'm caffeine i'm andrew Leitch. I hope you can stick around It's just such a fun, fun song to start off the morning with, isn't it? You're listening to Two X cameras, people-powered radio, and you listen. You've tuned into the best hour on a Sunday morning you can have—the hour of science. Uh, You're listening to Fuzzy Logic, and with me today, we have two really interesting guests. We have Trish and Holly, who are both running amazing events for National Science Week. Um, Trish, tell us what you've got going on.
1: Um, So my talk is on Tuesday and I'm going to be talking about basically women's woo, which if you don't know what that means, um, it's feminism and the wellness industry.
0: Great. We should probably do the plug up first. So women's woo, what time and where?
1: Um, So it's uh, at the uh, law lecture thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's on Tuesday evening from 6 p.m.
0: Great. And um, what was the main impetus to bring about this event for for science week what what made you really want to do this event
1: um i think it's a really important topic i think that uh feminism and science go hand in hand they haven't for many many years and i think it's about time that you know we appreciated just how relevant the topics are to each other and i think it's also something which people could learn quite a lot from because again it's not been touched very much and i think it's about time we paid attention
0: yeah it's it's one of those things that that uh people don't really talk about women's health as much. It's very much a taboo topic, so we should not be approaching it as a taboo topic this morning. Uh, But do you find that that pushback will come from general public or are there certain segments of society that really push back against openly discussing kind of women's health and the pseudoscience around women's health? I
1: think it's the awkwardness. And also the problem is, as well, science is very heavily male-dominated still, and it can be very patriarchal to have a bunch of men telling women, like, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. So I think it's up to us as women to sort of find back and be like no actually they are right but let's have a better message about it
0: and you can kind of see how pseudoscience would like creep into that area as well of men going oh i don't really know don't really understand seems icky let's move on so (laughs) that makes sense and you're from and this is also uh, produced with the Camera Skeptic Society? Yeah, Is that true? Yeah. So, can you give us a bit of a rundown on what the Canberra Skeptic Society is?
1: Um, so part of Australian Skeptics, so I'm actually, I'm, I've come down from Sydney, um, and so the Skeptic Society in Australia is is aimed at debunking essentially the kind of woo, and that's everything from ghost hunting all the way through to these kind of health topics um, via things like psychics as well, and just other, like a lot of it is also consumer interest, you know, it's in the interest of people not being scammed out of their
0: money. Yeah that's an important part of it. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking here as well. Uh, if you are wanting to book this, quickly jump on the National Science Week website. That's just scienceweek.net.au. Quickly look for Women's Woo. And there's some amazing stuff as well we've got going on. Uh, and there's an event page as well, so you can jump on, register, and, and head along to the event. we um, am going to quickly talk about Holly's event as well. I, I must... Uh, admit, dear listener, that I'll also be heading along to this one as well. Um, and this one is, wait, save our species. And it might have a format that some listeners might recognize. Can you give us a bit of a rundown, Holly?
2: Yeah, sure. So the format actually came from a U.S. Um, news radio show called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. But um, it, there's a similar format in Australia that I found out about recently, and it's called Good News Week. And <laughs> So it's a lot of you know joking around on, and having a, a, a little quiz and, and, and having some fun and laughs.
0: Yeah, Good News Week actually used to run a lot of National Science Week events back in the day. They'd do a, a oh. yearly Canberra show, and they'd come in and Paul McDermott and Mikey Robbins, and I'm forgetting the third person. I'm very <laughs> sorry. And uh, they would come and do amazing Science Week and science themed kind of kind of new shows as well, and it was really good. I'm also a big fan of Paul McDermott. So what what, what about this idea to change up kind of the format and make it? All about Save Our Species?
2: Well, so Australia has an, a unique um, and amazing wildlife and plant diversity, and it's really important that we actually protect our biodiversity. Australia has kind of one of the leading, world-leading um, uh, organizations, uh, sorry, right. <laughs> world-leading countries in which extinction rates are quite high. And so I wanted to focus on biodiversity and how to, you know, what is it, You know, what's so cool about it, and how can we go about protecting it?
0: Fantastic. Now, we're going to go a little bit deeper into some of these topics in a second, but first we're going to go to an amazing song by a band that I love, a classic, and it is Spiderbait for you now. Now, some people might say that song was a bit too much for a Sunday morning, but I 100% disagree. Look, it was very much from Spiderbake's really, really punk rock times. Uh, that was Sam Gibbles by Spiderbait. That was just from a quick single that I found in the 2XF sound archives, uh, and I'm really excited about it. What did you guys think? Love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Everyone loves a bit of s- spider in the morning. You'll listen to 2XFM, Canberra's people-powered radio, and do listen. You've signed in, you know, you've tuned in to the Hour of Science on a Sunday morning, Fuzzy Logic. And with me today, I have Trish and Holly, who are here, who are running National Science Week events <laughs> this this week. Uh, really excited about it. Now, um, Holly, we, we said a, a Gave a brief outline of what yours was before your event that you'll be running, but we didn't say where it was. Can you give us a quick plug-in to where and when things are happening?
2: Yeah, um, so Wait, Wait, Save Our Species will be taking place at Smith's Alternative on Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m.
0: And there's still tickets available?
2: Just a few. Just
0: quick, get in fast, <laughs> everybody. And Holly, we're going to do a one. Not Holly, sorry, Trish, we're going to do one more plug for your And yours is at the ANU Lecture Theatre on Tuesday night. That's right. Yeah,
1: that's correct. It's at six o'clock.
0: Um, and so yours is Women's Woe, and all about the kind of pseudoscience and kind of issues around women's health mm-hmm. in um in society. What do you think is the main driver for for why there is so much pseudoscience around women's health?
1: I think a lot of it comes from being taboo. And talking about women's anatomy has always been very—that there are words that are still in existence today, things like hysteria, which come from this ignorance about uh, about women's health and kind of just general women's anatomy. So I think that really holds us back. Um, and people are trying really hard to try and overcome that. And I think it also comes from the fact that women have only been practicing medicine for, say, the last hundred years. You know, it was, again, a very taboo topic. And for a long time, it was seen as kind of dirty work that women shouldn't be doing. Women should be protected. You know, women should be coddled. And I strongly disagree with that. So, yeah, I think it's about getting getting people up to speed and realizing that actually women do have issues which are very, very unique to, to our species um and that means that we're also then quite vulnerable to scam artists essentially trying to scam us out of our money and also cause quite a lot of damage as well so i think if more men were aware of what was out there then maybe they'd be a bit more un- understanding of why women are very hesitant to come into the scientific fields
0: yeah fair enough and you, you often see there's that the the market for essential oils and so science around women's health is, is is massive yeah and it's and it's people and do you listen we are a science show so we're gonna say this it's people getting ripped off for things that don't have any like discernible benefit absolutely and, and it is a big issue i'm going to share a personal story my partner is training to be a, a an obstetrician and she's really really excited and really passionate about women's health and she wants to be the queen of the vaginas as she calls it um <laughs> good yes good good on her um does does that kind of has that changed? Has it really st- started? Ha, have you noticed much of a change with people, women's health, and people being a bit more rigorous about some of the, the results, or is there still? A- I
1: don't know. I think um, one of my main fears actually is that with influencers now being apparently a job title, um, you have things are spreading so much easier throughout the internet. So in the olden days, you know, I would tell you, oh hey, have you tried this essential oil? It might help you with your sleep. You might then tell a friend who tells a friend, etc. But actually, in reality now, one person can take a picture of them squatting over a vaginal steaming bath, and the next thing you know, like it's had 20 million views, and people are trying it at home. So they're not even promoting necessarily a brand as such. It's more of a, a
0: thing to do. Now, you brush past that really quickly. <laughs> I'm going to um, just quickly fix your microphone a little Sorry. bit as well and put it yeah a little bit closer. <laughs> vaginal steaming bath. Um, yeah. Now, I know it's from the sound of it, it doesn't really sound like much science, but is there any thought process behind what that is? So it's
1: been around for a very long time. Um, it's been prevalent in, in quite a few different cultures. Um, it's one of those things as well that it's been prevalent in sort of some African cultures and some Asian cultures. And so the white man's come along and gone, hey, hey let's get in on this and make some money from it. Um, it was used like following childbirth in places like Mozambique. Um, and it's used for vaginal tightening also um unfortunately yeah so a a lot of these things come from this feeling of inadequacy that a lot of women feel and it's very it's quite a provocative feeling Um, and it is everywhere you know your skin's not good enough your vagina's not tight enough all that kind of stuff and it's pervasive and so these vaginal steaming baths you can choose different herbs to put in it depending on whether you want to increase tightness or moisturize or change how it looks that kind of thing and they're dangerous
0: that's. And it sounds like that kind of basic shonky salesman thing. Create a problem here. I've got a snake oil to to fix it. Absolutely. And it's prevalent through prevalent through a lot of women's health. Well, if you want to help inoculate yourself from some of that horrible, horrible thought process, uh, where can just one more time for the third time. <laughs> Uh, Trish, where can people see you on Tuesday?
1: So come along to the ANU Law Lecture Theatre on Tuesday. That's this Tuesday the 13th at 6pm.
0: That's right. And it's from 6pm till 7pm. Uh, the ANU Law Lecture Theatre, people, if you're struggling to find it, um, jump onto the National Science Week website. Um, there's a great little map as well that I'm looking at quite right now. It's, it's really useful. Uh, it's building number 5 in ANU Fellows Road. Uh, I'm sure plenty of Fuzzy Logic listeners have been down to the ANU and seen plenty of events there. Okay, we're going to go Go oh no we're not going to go on another song because I have not got that lined up. <laughs> Holly, why save our species?
2: Well, as I mentioned earlier, you know we have such a unique biodiversity here, um, but we also have a lot of species that are listed as threatened and endangered in Australia. Um, about eighteen hundred species are listed, and so we really need to protect. <clears throat> Excuse me. that biodiversity, and and so that's why. Th- I created um, or co-produced this show with, um, with a colleague.
0: Yeah, and so what are the main drivers for species loss in Australia?
2: Well, there are several. Um, I think one of the main ones is habitat loss, so a lot of cutting down of um, trees to produce some other type of land, like agricultural land or urban urban areas. We also have invasive species. We have feral pests. Um, we have diseases that come through and wipe out um, populations. So, And they're really varied. And differences also in fire. Um, all those things, all those combinations can have an influence on species loss um, over time.
0: It is something we've spoken about on Fuzzy Lodge before. Invasive species and inappropriate fire regimes. That's Inside a tech talk for maybe we should be better at back um, <laughs> uh, uh, so why what are some of the the, the main kind of policies that, maybe not policies but but things do you think that Australia could do to quickly kind of turn around some of these um the issues with our species loss
2: well, I think one of the main things um, and it's and this is a recent thing where um, there was a inquiry into our funnel. Um, into, yeah, into our fauna. And the main thing is we need more funding. We need funding to go towards research, to go towards monitoring, to go towards recovery plans. And if we can increase that funding directly to threatened and endangered species, we can actually then help to recover those species.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to quickly go to a song because we've got some even more guests coming to the studio soon. So this is a band that I had not heard of before, but people seem to be really digging them, says the wonks at 2 xxfm This is uh Ryan Sterling and the Sister City. That was a lovely little bluesy track. That was uh, the Ryan <laughs> that was Ryan Sterling and Sister City with Dumbstruck Blues. You're listening to 2 xxfm Canberra's People Powered Radio 98.3, and you're listening to Fuzzy Logic Canberra's Hour of Science on a Sunday morning, and it is National Science Week. Whee! National Science Week whee! And in the studio with me, uh, my name is Andrew Leach. And in the studio with me today, we have Trish and Jill and Holly, Holly and <laughs> Trish. I am so sorry. And we are talking about some events that are coming up on National Science Week. Now, Holly, you gave us a bit of a rundown of what your event will be a little bit earlier, but there are panelists and there are people talking and there's audience in, in, engagement. What? What? What else is going on in your event?
2: Yeah, so I'm really excited because uh, we have some fantastic panelist members. Um, so the panel members actually compete for the most points. They don't get anything. They just get the most points. It's um, bragging rights. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, and our panel members include uh, Professor Brendan Wintle, who is a professor at UniMelb, but also the director of um, the Threatened Species Recovery Hub. All we right. have Dr. Kevin Thiele, who is the director of Taxonomy Australia. And Dr. Jody Rowley, who's a senior lecturer and curator at UNSW Sydney and with the Australian Museum. And we do have a guest, and that is Australia's Threatened Species Commissioner. Commissioner, doc- Yes, Doctor <laughs> Sally Box. Um and there's um opportunities for the audience to participate and to win some prizes if I'm they ex- are. Uh-
0: I recently went uh, to the Save Our Species, uh, not the 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 species of the desert festival,
2: yeah, in <laughs>
0: Australia with with uh, the Commissioner Sally, and she is a right laugh, and she'll be a great great guest to have on. Yes, and we're I'm very excited. excited, for excited. You. Yeah, fantastic. So you have got some big heavy hitters to talk about all things threatened species.
2: Yep. Um. What what we'll do is we'll have the show. It'll last for about an hour, an hour fifteen max, and then uh, I think we'll have opportunity at the end for the audience to ask members questions about biodiversity and conservation
0: fantastic that's exciting and it's a topic near and dear to my heart is there anyone else who's going to be on stage with you at all trish or is it yes, all you
1: just me and um, there'll be references to some maybe famous celebrities but i wouldn't want to defame anyone on the air
0: <laughs> <laughs> can, can, well we don't have to defame them but can you mention a, a celebrity who may or may not be selling some snake oil
1: i mean an obvious one is gwyneth paltrow goopy mm. a big fan of selling nonsense mm. um and and Things like this have a, you know, we actually have a direct link, I would say, me and Holly here, because a lot of species are at risk because of traditional remedies, which use their, you know, whether it be their scales in the, you know, Shark fins, shark bin, exactly mm-hmm. things like that, which are they're a very bad idea, and they're propagated by both the wellness industry, and then obviously on top of that, you've got the trophy hunters and everything too. So you know, I think we have a bit of a connection. <laughs> yeah,
0: Absolutely, yeah. It may have seemed like we were kind of throwing people together, like it's just a bit bit interestingly, but no, there are there are themes, in depth themes, and I guess the main one being science and kind of rational thought. But uh, so. Uh, and you're saying that we should probably explain some a bit of the science behind pseudoscience in, in traditional medicine. So keratin, which is the main chemical that is in rhino horns, also in your hair and fingernails, yeah. is kind of what a rhino horn is, and people using that as an aphrodisiac or a vi- vitality kind mm. of substance, they probably just chew their fingernails if they kind of want the same effect, really. But that's
2: gross. <laughs> people do it.
0: Well, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yes. And that's the thing. You've got like pangolins, you know, pangolins who are now critically endangered purely because of alternative medicines. It's a it's a really, really big deal. Like no one had ever heard of pangolins until recently, and it's only because they're going extinct.
0: And it is really depressing. It, dear listener, if you have an opportunity, if you have a computer or a phone close by, Google pangolin and oh. you'll see something so adorably cute um, and you, you just... They're beautiful. They've got really weird, scaly skin. They can jump really high when they get scared. They're just adorable. Yeah, Uh, and
2: unfortunately, I just um, found out a few weeks ago that they're also... um, The the killing of pangolin is driving some of the cowboy boots that we're selling in the US. So this is really horrific.
1: It all has knock-on effects. This is the thing, right, is that it can pervade itself through into fashion, wellness, everything. And it all comes from... Maybe one bloke saying to a mate down the pub, "Hey, should we try eating that?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, or sometimes just like, I reckon if we told somebody this, mm. we could probably make a bit of a mazza. And it's kind of, I guess, the theme that does find this is poorly thought out and and non rigorous kind of thought processes mm. that lead to massive species extinctions and or people getting ripped off out of billions of dollars because they think like us. A salt scrub will solve all of their, their, their issues in life. Um, so we're really excited about National Science Week. We're going to go to another song, and this is the track of the week. This is Slide by Palace, and I'm going to quickly try and find that song. Um, just quickly before we run away one last time give a quick plug of where you're going to be trish where are you going to be this
1: so i'm going to be at the anu law lecture theater
2: and that's on tuesday the 13th from 6 p.m and holly uh, we'll be at smith's alternative from 7 to 9 p.m this thursday the 15th
0: i hope you can stick around for another half an hour we've got some more science and science events to talk about here is palace revolution with slide Sorry about the dead air just before that last song, dear listener. That was a really weird little bug that we have in the studio right now. And you know what? I'm really liking Ryan, Ryan Sterling and the Sister City, so we're just going to play a bunch more of those later. Uh, you're listening to FM, Canberra's people-powered radio. That was uh, 31 Today by Ryan Sterling and the Sister City. And we've, got, uh, we've done a quick switch. We've got a bunch of new people. Uh, because it's National Science Week, so we've got even more people in the studio. We have Phil Dulia, Patrick, uh, Davis, Trumper, Michelle Conning. Ham. Ham. <laughs> and Julia Lanford. Whoa, National Science Week, everybody. Woo! Hey! Yeah, that's exactly hey, what that. I wanted to hear. Uh, now, Phil, you've got a, and, and Patrick and Michelle, you have a big event coming up. Uh, can you give us a bit of a rundown of what's going on with your, why is that? Loading up. It is called. It's
3: called Rumplestiltskin and the case of the disappearing research grants.
0: <laughs> That's a good reaction. Yes. Okay. I'm already. I'm already intrigued. Tell me more.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, it's a, it's a play, but it has improvisation in it. It's a play, but it has actors and working scientists in it. So it's also a pantomime based on Rumpelstiltskin, roughly, and it's political satire. And it's the, pretty much about science and profit and how the two sort of don't or do particularly match.
0: So it's, it's science, it's. It's theater, theater, it's improvisation. It's improvisation. So it's it's high stakes science theater. Oh, very, so. very.
3: We, we did another show last year, the Poet's Guide to Science, where we had scientists doing their improvisation, but they were talking about their research. They did brilliantly. We've asked more of the scientists this time. They actually have to do like theater games and theater sports, and they've been working with us uh, for quite a few weeks actually to to be able to do it, and they're doing brilliantly.
0: Has Phil been doing some of the theater? Sports? Oh yeah, He's
3: Phil has that been. Half
4: of it. It's, uh, you always think it's going to be really easy and then you get thrust into the moment and uh, it's incredibly intense and you're, you're wrangling away in your brain trying to work out what you're going to do next and how you're going to get out of this situation and how you can possibly convince the Prime Minister to give you funding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I play the Prime Minister. and
5: um, What's his name? His name is Scomo Sapiens.
0: Scomo Sapiens, fantastic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and <clears throat> his cabinet has passed a bill that all science must be uh, turned to uh, to profit. And uh, this, of course, is an issue for some of our scientists and, uh, and for their feelings about the scientific process. So... A lot of the uh, interaction that we have with the scientists is around them trying to convince the Prime Minister that there are other sorts of profits, means of profit besides money.
0: Now, the the, the idea of, of science only being driven to profit, that's, that's, that's ripped straight from right now. Right now, I understand, with the, some of the CSIRO kind of policy changes that you might... Oh,
4: it's been going for a while. The whole business with grants and how you measure a grant and what the outcomes are from a grant, um, there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on all the time. Um, and look, let me just say here now that it is important that scientists actually share their work and it does become, you know, converted to stuff that drives our society because it definitely does, but then you can't pull it right back and say every bit of science has to be profitable within the election time frame. You know, the short-term thinking of how quickly can we, you know, turn something into a big economic blast, that that just isn't compatible with the way that science works. So, you know, there's a bit of a balance
0: needed. So dealing with some important science and political themes as well. Now, when we said what your event is, we didn't say where it's going to be and what time and when, so can you give the full plug for your event?
3: Yeah. um, It's at Smith's Alternative. It's only on Wednesday night from 6.30 to about 8, tickets are $15 and $10. Um, anything else?
5: Smith's Alternative is in the centre of the city, oh, in Sydney. a Melbourne
0: building, That's right. on Olinga Street. It, it is a institution in the st- in Canberra, and if you are a Canberran and haven't been to an event in Smith's Alternative, wh- what are you doing? They've even extended recently. It's fantastic in there. Get along to Smith's Alternative, especially on Wednesday at 6.30.
3: Can I just say that if you would like to come along to the show and mention this program, you can
4: get in for... Why don't we give away?
0: <laughs> do we Is give away okay? five double passes yes. on
4: our Facebook page? Yep. Fantastic! So find uh, find the event. Search for Rumplestiltskin. So it's put we, on by the Poet's Guide to Science.
0: which is yeah. a little confusing. I think if you just Google or Facebook search some of that stuff, you get five free passes if you're the first one to message the Facebook page. If that
4: yeah, message yeah. the Facebook message the Facebook page, the Facebook so. page yeah.
0: send it through. Uh, let's hopefully we can get the, one of the, the first five people. The first five no, no, people. The,
4: every, the, the first, the fourth, <laughs> the ninth, the eleventh, and the sixteenth. I, 16. He's, 16, he's, you are, you are game with serious. the number of people you've <laughs> through. Some people might hear this on the podcast, you see. So oh, that's no, very no, good, yes. will be open until Tuesday.
0: Yeah, very good. Okay, so we're going to go to another song, and then we're going to... Julia, I'm very sorry, we haven't talked to you at all in this first little bit, but we'll talk to you about your awesome kind of nature art lab stuff just after this next song. Mate, we are flogging that album today, aren't we? That was Ryan Sterling and the Sister City with... That was Get To Me. We might be having problems with some of the online music playing, so we're just going to keep playing that CD. Yes, that's what's happening. You're listening to FM, Cameras People Powered Radio, and you're listening you've tuned into Fuzzy Logic, Hour of Science on a Sunday morning, and it's National Science Week! Woo! Woo! Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, before that last song break, we learned a little bit about Rumpelstiltskin and the case of the Disappearing Research, but we also have Julia Lang- Langford in the studio, and she's got an amazing little event that's happening as we speak. What's going on, Julia?
6: Okay, as we speak, we have a wonderful group of 11 to 17-year-old students in our art studio at M16 in Griffith, and they are looking at bugs and butterflies and actually learning how to draw insects, microscopes, pens, watercolour, having a great time. And it's so exciting seeing kids actually being able to engage with nature and actually do something that's quite different from what they've ever done before.
0: Fantastic. Now this is a a subject dear to my heart because when I was at first year university in a a young scrub doing biology and trying to draw, it is such an important art of biology that (laughs) you just don't learn properly. So I'm really excited that some kids are getting behind and learning some scientific drawing.
6: Yeah, that's right. And actually the thing about this and and what a lot of people don't realise is That actual eye, hand, brain coordination makes a massive difference to neural pathways and the art and creativity that kids can do with this actually makes a difference for the way they learn science, technology, engineering and mathematics. Okay.
0: So important. Fantastic. And, and just basically be able to space something, see something, draw it, space it out properly. And in the studio you've bought some amazing, amazing little bits of artwork and some amazing stuck insects as well. You've got some butterflies. What butterflies do you have there?
6: Yeah, this is a lovely little collection of PNG butterflies. Um, uh, I was born and brought up in Papua New Guinea, climbing trees, playing with butterflies, catching things and doing all sorts of fun things in nature. And so it's part of the inspiration behind what I do. And, you know, you can see some of the butterflies here, beautiful, bright blue and amazing things. <laughs> <That's> beautiful. <laughs> and, um, and it's just what it, what it does and says is nature is so inspiring and giving people a chance to connect with nature is just so important in today's world
0: i 100 percent agree with that one can you just so the listener at home can understand what we're talking about what is the, nom- the name of the species of some of those butterfly you have there um,
6: so this is a um papilio ulysses the beautiful bright blue one that um probably people would be familiar with from north queensland you see these gorgeous blue butterflies flying around the rainforest in north queensland they don't like coming quite as into the south, as cold as where where we are right now. They're a tropical butterfly. They love um, love humidity and warmer climates. And a lot of these other butterflies are the same. You won't see a lot of these in in Canberra region. But we do have some beautiful butterflies and insects in the Canberra region and um, the Botanic Gardens is a great place to go and see them, um, you know, along the rainforest scully and, and up and amongst the flowering um, native plant areas there, you'll see a lot of beautiful butterflies in spring and summer.
0: It is it is fantastic, uh, the, the Botanic Gardens as well. And take take some kids along because they can see some amazing flowering plants and they've made some amazing microclimates there for these tropical plants that they have in Canberra somehow. That's right. The genius and, is there.
6: And we run all of our children programs at the Botanic Gardens actually it's a great resource and it's a really important educational spot for kids to actually immerse themselves in nature um, so you know apart from National Science Week we're also running a fabulous um, October school holiday program where we're offering kids a chance to understand water in different ecosystems so looking at freshwater, um, marine systems and lots of different things The creatures that live in those systems, why water is so important? And we really know about that in Australia now where we're dealing with drought in many parts of the country, which is really quite critical. So understanding those ecosystems and the creatures that live within those systems and why they're so important is another thing that we're interested in looking at.
0: Fantastic. So your event's already running for 11 to 17 year olds, but there might be a program for disadvantaged youth later on in the
6: week? Yes, that's right. Look, we're we're really keen to work with um, and give disadvantaged youth an opportunity to do these fabulous things as well. So if you are interested in doing that, please contact us through our Facebook. There's an info at natureartlab.com.au email address, please contact us and let us know if you'd like your your um, child or somebody that you know who might be interested in coming along to a session. We'll set a date probably around the end of August and we'll run a session for them as well.
0: Fantastic. Now, in the studio, we have some new amazing improvisers, theatre, thespians, I might guess, and we're going to give them a little bit of a challenge. Now, they're going to devise a question for Julia, but one word at a time between them. I think that's what we decided on. I'm getting yep. interesting looks, but we'll I th- it try. Right. Okay, so I think we'll start with Phil. Julia, could
4: you find out how to... Uh, provide nature and
5: uh, advocacy and
0: benefit for everyone. We Julia, sure could can. you find out how to provide <laughs> nature and advocacy for benefit of everyone? <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliantly <laughs> remembered. Wow. Uh,
6: I love this acting group. They're amazing. <laughs> um, yes, we certainly can, and that's what Nature Art Lab is all about, is actually giving people, adults as well as kids, a chance to immerse themselves in nature through art, nature photography and nature field trips to some of the most incredible biodiverse hotspots around the world. Um, so Where?
4: would you recommend?
6: I would recommend having a look at some of the amazing places in Sabah, Borneo, Malaysian Borneo, and that's a place you'll see the most incredible insects, birds, orangutans in the wild still, and alongside what's happening in some of our countries in the world where economic development has become a priority. So, you know, there's a lot of oil palm there, but there's also a lot of amazing original rainforests, and we take people through those rainforests to see what's actually happening in those spaces and to see for yourself those things is such an important way to learn.
5: What uh, do you think is <laughs> the most amazing <laughs> animal <Ed>. Or <laughs> Borneo?
6: Oh, um, you know what? We discovered a wonderful, the Sumatran rhino... Um, it's a pygmy version of a minor rhino but there is only one left in Uh, borneo it is really sad we were able to watch this animal beautiful male rhino um, when we took our last group over in april in may this rhino was sick and in june this animal died so we're we're watching extinction in front of us and that's why what we're doing with nature and and helping people to be more aware of it, and protect nature, and advocate for environmental um, protection is so important. There's some some big things happening in our world. We need to be across climate change. We need to understand biodiversity loss. We need to understand the um, habitat loss, and do our our make our contribution to preventing those things from happening. And that's what I'm trying to do with Nature Art Lab is to help people to value what's left in our world and make sure we protect it and do as much as we can to um, to, to be environmental guardians of the future.
0: Fantastic. And on, on, on that that note, we're going to go to a quick song. <laughs> uh, environmental protection is near and dear to my heart. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more after this uh, song uh, which, of course, is by Ryan Sterling and the Sister uh, and the Sister City. Oh, we are flogging this album to death. That might be because we're having some technical issues, but that was Ryan Sterling and Sister City with the amazing song, Best Things in Life Are Not Free. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did not read that out before. <laughs> That's cool. You're listening to FM, cameras People Powered Radio, 98.3, and you're listening to Fuzzy Logic, a- Hour of Science in the Morning, and it's National Science Week! Woo-hoo! National Science Week! Yay! Yay! And in the... My name is Andy Leach and in the studio with me today I have Phil, Patrick, Michelle and Julia and we're all talking about different science events that are happening this week. Now Phil, you might also be having an event, we'll quickly plug it, it's not National Science Week related but you have an event coming up as well. It's kind of, it's registered
4: on the website. Well
0: that's, that's, then it is National Science Week, what's that other event you've got going on? It's a
4: sustainable stand-up where uh, scientists learn about how to communicate in a less... Uh, patronising, less confrontational, less uh, unappealing. More appealing, more happy, more inclusive way. Um, and uh, you had a go at it yourself.
0: A I did. Years ago absolutely nailed it. A few years ago, I, I got up and uh, jumped around, and then I actually tried to do the stand-up uh, at some open mics around Canberra. And I've got to say that the course is pretty good. I, I did not bomb, as the, they use. Uh, I, I had some fun. I did then go on and write some more non-science related stuff because it can be niche, but it does work. It's really fun, and it's a really fun event. And if there's any scientists listening, where can they find out about how they can participate?
4: Sustainable. Standup.com. Fantastic. Okay, now... So we've got six people going through that, and on August 25, there's a show. And at
0: Smith's, at again. At Smith's, Smith's the, the, Smith's, the... Oh, it's the place we love at it, Tiddlebox FM. It's, it's one of the most important institutions we have in Canberra, especially since uh, the Phoenix is... Not as, not as up to scratch as it used to be. No, the Phoenix is still great. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, before... Whilst we're at the song, we quickly made an idea, Julia and I, we're going to try and do that improv kind of question that you had before... But we're going to ask Michelle a question. So, Julia, do you want to kick us off? Michelle. What is your favourite science topic? Wow.
3: Uh, At the moment, my favourite science topic is probably, well, I don't have a favourite, but but (laughs) I'll I'll pick one, ecology, because one of our scientists in the show is an ecologist. And can I talk about what he talks Absolutely. about? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he really got me interested, and please correct me when I go haywire, everybody. Um, he was talking about how islands are perfect places for certain um, you know, species to sort of thrive. And he's looking at how to replicate um, an island uh, shape not on an island. So he explained that if you have a long, thin reserve to, to try and protect uh, endangered animals, that's not so good because the long, thin side, this is maths, <laughs> has lots more impact from the outside world, whereas a nice, big, fat island shape um, is better because, yeah, there's more protection. There's not quite so much contact. Is that right? Yeah, that's that kind of makes sense. sense. right? Good. Because yes. I have to say, I've, I've, I'm not a scientist, and I'm learning so much from doing these shows that we've been doing to try and raise awareness about science. Um, and I'm learning so much. I can't, I can't begin yeah. to tell you.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's it's that's I guess it's basic kind of surface areas. it? if it's long and thin, you have a far larger exactly, surface area. It's the ratio, of the
4: the perimeter a, to the to the area.
0: Fantastic, <laughs> and that's that's why you have some really really amazing 10 million hectare protected areas out in the desert. Some nice indigenous protected areas that's a little bit of work talk that i'll bring into my <laughs> my show okay let's do let's do one more but we're gonna ask phil this time okay julia i'll start off hey oh hey phil what is your scariest science moment
4: no, my scariest science moment. I thought you were going to ask me a scary uh, on 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 the stage moment. There's plenty of them. Um, <laughs> uh, scariest science moment. Well, during my during my honours, my very first night working late in the lab, suddenly there was this bang. <laughs> And and steam began pouring out I'll of this just, piece of apparatus.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll let the the audience know that that was that Phil's doing those sounds. So that wasn't actually happening in the studio. That's, he's his he, so was, was, yeah, really, yeah, he's a so yarn quite well. And
4: uh, and, and, and I, I was looking at this apparatus and trying to work out what was going on. And it was there was steam pouring everywhere. And eventually, I I ran out and found my supervisor's number and called him at home. And and he pointed out that no, no, that was just the regular. Um, refill automated refill of liquid nitrogen and so it was just the the coldness of the liquid nitrogen that was uh, making my pumps work Effectively,
0: I feel like you probably should have been told about that before you had your first night on, <laughs> on the, on the honours just by yourself. It's like, yeah, that would have been a process. That would have been nice and yeah, know about I mean, Yeah, you know, once
4: you've seen it once or twice, you just go, oh, it's just that again. And you just forget that it's actually apparently incredibly <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> oh, my God, we're all going to die. Oh, no, it's
0: fine. Just chill. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, now we, we have to finish this off. We have to have a question for Patrick. I'll start. Um, how? How would you
6: experience
0: Rumpelstiltskin as an audience
6: member?
5: Thank you very much for that question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good question. <laughs> I'm quoting myself here. Um,
4: as Homo scom- uh,
5: sapiens, he always says, Oh, well, that's a very good question, Sabra. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: and your offsider, of course, is.
3: Um, oh,. Stride, stride, stride off the word the i my my he's i'm not really he's offsider my only problem is that people think that everything i am is just my accent but it's not true i Thanks, do have Matthias.
5: Well, Fantastic. You, Matthias. um so as an audience member uh you will be experiencing uh a a variant a, a variation on a theme okay so the rumpelstiltskin that we have uh features uh not a the miller's daughter but lang hancock's daughter daughter uh
4: gina
5: gina ironheart played by phil and instead of being able to turn straw into gold she is able to turn coal into gold with my, with, my,
0: with my help them forget uh,
5: that was clive <laughs> palmier <laughs> Uh, who is our uh, Rumpelstiltskin? It's so, my name. So it, it's, uh, it's a bit different from the original. Um, it's uh, a little satirical. And uh, we, uh, like Julia, you really want to advocate for science uh, during Science Week.
0: Fantastic. And so, where can people see this? Again, we're going to do the, the round of plugs one more time. So
5: Okay, so the, the show is on Wednesday night, 14th of August, at Smith's Alternative. <laughs> and what's it called At again? At 6.30pm. It's called Rumpelstiltskin and the Case of the Disappearing Research Grants. And,
0: and remember, if you search for the Facebook page and message the Facebook group, you can get... What can we get again, a Phil? A double
4: pass for the 1st, the 4th, the ninth, the 16th, and I forgot before, that was only four, So
0: and the um, 23rd. If you're not sure if you're going to be the 23rd, look, it's a hard gamble sometimes. Just message anyway. You never know, you might still end up getting that double pass, so jump on Facebook. And, Julia, we're going to plug your event one last time. What have you got going on?
6: Well, when Nature Art lab's got this wonderful National Science Week's youth event happening right now, but we will offer some more um, of those if people are interested. Just contact us on info at natureartlab.com.au. If you'd like to learn to draw, learn about insects, and have a really great time.
0: Fantastic. So that is National Science Week here at Fuzzy Logic. We're going to go and you'll be listening to Radio Pacifica a little bit after this, after probably a quick... Break. Uh, thank you very much, and everyone, happy National Science Week! <laughs>